Welcome back to the Prairie Track and Field Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Enerson. And I'm your other host, Cameron Rail. You're probably wondering what cold beverage we've just cracked in our hands. And I was just informed by Ryan that he's never had a spindrift. And if our listeners have never had a spindrift, you're really missing out. It's the perfect, uh, you know, if you ask me, it's the perfect combination of, of a LaCroix with that extra flavor that everybody's always longing for. So Ryan has a lemon. Ryan, I, yeah, lemon. Ryan has a lemon spindrift. I have a lime spindrift. Ryan's going in on the first sip right now. Thoughts, I, Ryan? It's got a lot of flavor. A lot of flavor, isn't it's pretty it? Pretty good. Yep. Spindrift. I feel like I should be going to like a cycle studio class, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, spin class. So I mean, if you look at the nutrition facts, you know the uh, the ingredients on mine are carbonated water and lime juice. Contains four percent four percent juice. Ryan, I think yours. You'll find something similar. Yeah, three whole calories in this. Yeah, um, there you go. Water. Wow, carbonated water. Yep. Lemon juice. Lemon juice. So, so very nice. Um, if you haven't figured out already, Ryan and I are together. We are, well, not live to the listeners, but to each other. We're live and in person. Um, last time we had a live recording of an episode, we did the, uh, the picky bar, picky bars taste test. Uh, that was a uh, graciously sponsored by picky bars. Um, so I figured we had to do some food sort of, you know, segment, I guess, if you could call it. Unfortunately, this episode is not sponsored by Spindrift, but um, Spindrift, if any of you work for Spindrift or have a contact, let us know and we'll, we'll do business. So like every once in a while, I get the ambition to reach out to a sponsor. And so I reached out to Bubbler one time. There and, you go. and I sent an email and they said, yeah, yeah, we'll get back to you. And uh, that was 13 months ago and I'm still waiting for them to get back to me. Wow. So we do have, there's no official drink. There's an opening if somebody wants to sponsor us. Official drink of the podcast? Yeah. Yeah. So we, far. Thought, we thought it was going to be crampade for a while. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe it still is. You know? It could be. Who knows? But, but uh, today, Spindrift. I think the next move is uh, a drink sponsor. Uh, we need a snack sponsor. Didn't you get a hold of Dots Pretzels I, one time? I did. And got a very similar response. Very similar response. Yeah. And then not too long after that, they sold the company to Hershey for like several billion dollars. A billion dollars. But so. you, uh, you know who does have a Dots Pretzel sponsorship? It's Megan Ford. Megan Ford, I just, yeah. I came across that the other day. Incredible. That's the, that was the the partnership that everybody was hoping would happen. You know, yeah. North Dakota girl, big NIL deal with, the, you know, the North Dakota company dots pretzels, so yeah, we we have to step up our game. Yeah, I'm assuming Megan Ford is making like <clears throat> seventy to a hundred thousand dollars a year off of that dots pretzel sponsorship. You know, yes, that, that's conservative conservative estimate. I would say. I would imagine so. Yeah. If you could you imagine, Cam, if we would have been in college when NIL happened. Listen, when NIL was like first announced. <clears throat> I had all these great ideas. I was like, oh, that's like, I felt like, oh, that's so unfair. I could have made so much money. But then I had like a real heart check, you know, and I was like, I, I would not have been willing to put in the time and the effort to secure any meaningful, like worthwhile NIL sponsorship. So since then, I haven't let it bother me. But, <laughs> but imagine the possibilities. It, well, it like, is kind of fun to think about. Like, I don't think we would have made any money. No, we, would have, no. we wouldn't have made any money, but I think we could have had some pretty fun ones. Especially, we had those Have You Heard videos. Right, right. And if you're if you're listening and you haven't ever gone back and looked at our Have You Heard, go to YouTube, type in Have You Heard, heard like H-E-R-D, like yep. the bison, heard. I was like our first attempt at like a <clears throat> YouTube miniseries, like... It was, we we kind of did like skits. We kind of did interviews. We kind of vlogged. Like I don't. It was that's probably why it never took off because we didn't really know what we were doing or like what we were. We knew well. We didn't really know what we were doing either. But it was like vlog meets Saturday Night Live meets <laughs> your favorite sitcom. Yeah, yeah. Because we got we had some good feedback. Like we yeah. had some pretty good feedback. The yeah. people liked the videos, from what I understand. Yeah, some of them. Some of them had quite a few. 
views, I think. Yeah. I, I honestly don't remember. But. Well, and then, like, it's crazy to think how long ago that was because that was, like, in our videos, like, Rodine was in a video, Jacob Rodine. He's, is he fourth year? Fifth year now? I don't, I like, he's, don't know. He's been around the block for a long time. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, those were, that was our first taste of trying to do something like this. Yeah. This is going much better. We, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I think we're a little more, well, we have, a, strangely, I think we have a little bit more time than we did in college, or we're at least more committed to it. We have a better idea of what, what works and what doesn't. Mm -hmm. But yeah. was, was that like your first, their first sort of like media stuff that you did like that, Ryan? Yeah, I think so. Because I had never really done any project like that before. And I wasn't really big, and I'm still not super big into social media now. Yeah, like, yeah. I get a request for someone to follow me every once in a while. And I'm like, you don't know what you're getting into. <laughs> yeah. Because it's nothing. There's, there's not much there. No posts. I'm, I'm kind of just a simp on social media. Yeah. <laughs> you, you only post about your wife on her birthday and your anniversary? Kind of. Yeah. And then like occasionally just another random post. Like I'm good for like three posts a year. Yeah. You know, nothing wrong with that to so, be honest. But so. no, that heavier, that was the first attempt at trying to do something. I I think I, I tried to do, well, me and my roommate Mitch tried to do something before that. It wasn't sports related. Do you remember this at all? Yeah, you made one video. We made we made one video. We had this great idea that we were going to do a podcast sort of thing. It was called The Daily Grind, which is, you know, in hindsight the most generic name of all time. Like there's so many things named The Daily Grind. Yeah. You know, um <clears throat> but we were just going to we always had these random arguments. You know, and so we were just going to record them and post them and see what happened and yep we only ever did it one time we talked about what the best sandwich was for so long well i'll tell you what the one thing you guys did do well is there was actually like quite a bit of talk not it wasn't about how good your video was but it was all about your argument like whether a hot dog was a sandwich yeah i remember like bringing that up with multiple people afterwards so like yeah the the conversation point was good but the uh yeah uh, it's all about you know content content is king you know you got to just keep pushing out content you can't nobody's getting famous off of one viral video these days you know right so yeah but yeah i mean everybody's had the hot dog is a hot dog a sandwich conversation but i i took it even further we don't need to go too far into the sandwich talk because we i've already been there but is a taco a sandwich i think that's where i <clears throat> where i took it tacos I mean, like upper echelon it is a sandwich, you said? Uh, no, I think it's like in a league of its own. Yeah, but uh, I thought like if if you take a hard shell taco and a hot dog, the casing that it's in, you know, the difference, you know, being one is crunchy and one is soft, it's a, they look the same and they have meat on the inside. You know, it's, it's like basically the same thing, you know? No, so if you call a hot dog different. a sandwich, which I think it is, you have to call a taco a sandwich too. No, no. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is this is where we have to start talking about trash. Yeah, okay. If anybody's listened to us for long enough, God bless them. But Thank you to Spindrift once again <laughs> for sponsoring that segment. Uh, now back to your regularly scheduled programming. Ryan, this last weekend we were at the border battle. There was plenty of other races going on around the around the nation, around the region. Uh, we're going to focus in on Griac, uh, where most of the North Dakota colleges competed. Uh, there was also some North Dakota high schoolers. We're going to recap our time at the border battle and um, look to championship season. You know, Conference meets for both the high schools and the colleges right around the corner. So, uh, Ryan, why don't you get us started with uh, uh, your takeaways from GRIAC? So GRIAC is a race that I've never actually been to. I've heard a lot of stories mm -hmm. from when you competed there and some of our other friends and teammates competed there. Um, notoriously, like, a hard course. and yeah, Very difficult. And I think when you look through the results, I think it definitely shows from a lot of the North Dakota athletes, especially on the high school side. You know, last year, high schoolers held their own pretty well. And this year, it didn't seem like it went quite as well for our high school athletes that were at GRIAC, but overall, I think, one, it's such a great need to go and get some exposure, where everybody is there competing at a high level, and you're not just going to, I don't know, a 
a random meet on a Tuesday. This is a big deal. Greex, uh, that's also in a league of its own. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess my takeaways. We can kind of break them down yeah, one by where, one. But where do you, where do you want to start? Which you want to? Let's just keep going with the high school let's, first, let's and then we'll go to school. college. So, so if you go and you take a look at some of the the races, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I gave uh, a really bad time to the state of Iowa for being garbage and being at the bottom <laughs> of the summit or not the summit, the bottom of the NSIC. Um, but the Iowa schools, the high schools, definitely did superior. Um, Dallin Catholic from West Des Moines won the meet, which being a former public school teacher in West Des Moines, Dowling is, it's not my, my cup of tea. It's not my spin drift, but (laughs) I will say, um, maybe, maybe a tougher day for some of the North Dakota schools that competed. So West Fargo Cheyenne took 48th place in the boys gold 5k West Fargo high school took 50th in the same race and Fargo Davies took 51st in that same race. And top finisher, if I'm not mistaken, I believe Aiden Johnson, he took 40th. He ran 16.41, which not a bad time for a tough course like Griak. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, cross country is one of those things where, I mean, everybody who knows anything about cross country knows that you can kind of kind of throw times out the window. You really just got to look at how you place, and especially at a notoriously hard course like Griak. You know, it's all just about competing and, <clears throat> you know, um, you know, for the region, like Griak is is the best is the best race to go to to really compete and to really like push yourself to like you're saying that <clears throat> that next level of of competition. Uh, the best from all over are there, mm-hmm. um, but it's uh, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure Aiden you know, maybe left feeling a little bit disappointed, like, you know, hoping that he had, had placed a little higher. And it, for us as, as fans and commentators of the sport, it's, it's a little hard to, to take anything away from this because, you know, we're, you know, we're talking about West Fargo, the West Fargo schools and Davies, you know, all finishing as a team in the bottom 45 of teams, you know, there, <clears throat> there's only so much you can, you can take away from that, I guess. So, um, uh, Ryan, I, ha- I had this like whole thought of how I was going to like, uh, bl- I don't, I don't know if blame the schools that went to <clears throat> Griak is the right way to put it, but try and spin it in a way to say like, you guys, what are you doing? Just come to the border battle next year. It's so much better. But, uh, which I, I don't would know. You, would, you, would you rather get 281st, you know, in a race, 290th in a race, or would you rather, like, get, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, no, I totally. It, like, it, like, you could say, you can make the argument for the border battle <clears throat> by saying, like, oh, faster times, like, still really good competition and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. and I, I, I don't even, like, I don't even care about times. Like, like I think... Hopefully, in the years to come, Border Battle is going to have <clears throat> an even more competitive field. And so the difference between going to a GRIAC versus going to the Border Battle in terms of competition, if they happen to be on the same week, is going to be less and less. There are obviously benefits of going somewhere a little bit further away, like Minneapolis, to run a race. You know, you have to get in that whole process of you know maybe staying in a hotel or you know going on like a big trip being in in a big meat environment you know is it are very valuable things and and to run on such a challenging course like griac uh can really push you mentally and physically you know in the middle of the season can push you mentally and physically to a place that you need to go to be able to run fast times towards the end of the season um so that 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 was kind of my takeaway i would have rather seen you know these teams that went and finished outside of the top 50 as a team, you know, there was only one, at least in the boys' gold race, North Dakota athlete who finished in the top 50. So, you know, I would I would have rather seen those teams come to the border battle, race in a meet where they're more, you know, with competition that's like at their level, push themselves that way. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe, maybe next year will be the year. Maybe we'll see you guys at... at uh, at the border battle or, you know, I mean, there's, there's a lot of good meets this, this season, you know, but, mm-hmm. or around this time of the season. So, um, 
Ryan, any, um, I, I know we were kind of, I was looking down at the boys gold 5k only, but, um, you know, we had teams in the, in the girls gold and in the boys and girls maroon too. Yeah. So um, our girls side, West Fargo had the best finish as a team. They placed 36th and they, you know, same kind of thing where you place 36th, maybe next year we'll see him at the border battle, but still a great opportunity. Uh, top individual placer on the female side was Jordan Knudsvig, uh senior from West Fargo High School. She placed 78th. Um, yeah, I mean, like you said, maybe give the border battle a year. It was an awesome event. Now that teams know it's legit, it's going to meet. Kids ran really fast. It might be more <clears throat> compelling to go there, but there is something about this too. Even like, let's not talk like times for a minute Mm -hmm. like you said going on the bus trip staying at a hotel those are the things that you're going to remember and that's pretty valuable as an athlete too yeah when talking about like preparing for like a state meet or anything like practicing like those big bus trips and the and the the staying in the hotel and and having to deal with you know a large number of people at the meet are are really important things to practice so i don't i don't fault any any team for going to to react but it's you know it's kind of like yeah you guys you guys have 40th place you know like <laughs> like go <laughs> yeah and i'm not saying that you didn't belong there but just like was it was the experience worth it yeah and yeah. like i'm sure those kids had a blast it, i'm sure they yeah, had a ton totally. of fun but and, you know and and to be to be honest like i i felt the same way like we we got an opportunity to go run out in california like a lot when we were in college mm-hmm. um <clears throat> And wouldn't trade those experiences for anything. You know, ran some really great race at, races out there, actually. You know, and uh, you you don't go out there just for the meat. You go out there because the weather is nice. You're going to have, like, ideal conditions and stuff because track's all about running fast. Um, but, you know, I was in, like, the seventh heat of the steeplechase one time. You know, or, like, I was, I think I was in, like, the 24th heat of the 1500 sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, you know, I, I ended up racing people from South Dakota State and Iowa anyway out in California. So, like, why why don't we just, like, why can't we make something happen that's this big, this exciting, a little bit closer to home? You know? Yeah. And, you know... Or, we're working I, on it. I, yeah, I, I'm. I'm sorry to keep making this about the border battle. I think we just had such like a positive, like we just had such an awesome time there watching that we want it to be all about the border battle. Like I think the border battle is can be can be that thing. And yeah. I don't even know if it'll conflict with Griac. Maybe we can have the best of both worlds. Maybe we can have our cake and eat it next year. But um, <laughs> yeah, like we're not anyway. we're not here to trash on Griac. It's no, a great no. meet, great competition, great meet. Yeah, and I think hopefully in the future they don't land on the same weekend. But yeah, yeah, and then to touch on the maroon races, so in the girls' maroon 5K, Shiloh Christian out of Bismarck raced. Hannah Weston placed 35th. She ran 20 minutes, 51 seconds. So great race for her. And then the boys' side, uh, Shiloh Christian finished 43rd as a team. And Caden Fuller, uh, senior, he placed 76th, running 18 19. So. Hey, Hillsboro, though, Ryan. Hillsboro Central Valley. Yep. Oh, I miss them. So Christian Briss, one of the top top in the Class B, has been going back and forth with Austin Warner. Sixth place. So time is 17.01. Like we said, you know, Griac times, you can't really compare times, but uh, sixth place, you know, went out there, he competed. So, I mean, I I think probably the most positive result, you know, on the high school side, um, from from all of all of the high school GRIAC definitely races so so then we better touch on Hillsborough Central Valley's girls team yeah and yeah. eighth grade eighth grader Lily Caldor uh, took 174th place uh, 22 minutes and 49 seconds but yeah they've got a they got a really young team listen to this uh, lineup that they have okay. eighth grade ninth grade seventh grade eleventh grade seventh grade ninth grade ninth grade tenth grade yeah there you go so. Yeah, a future Hillsborough dynasty again. Could be, maybe. Oh, uh, they'll have to have to deal with rugby. Rugby looked pretty good. Yeah. So, but no, I think overall, like Griac, uh, great experience for these teams. Like you said, they get a chance to practice bus trips, stay in the hotel, and so cool to go to a meet 
where it's all about cross country and cross country is great. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, you get, you get to watch the college or I would assume, you know, you could watch the college, you know, athletes compete too, which is, you know, can really inspire people. You know, Mm -hmm. I, I was always really inspired at, at the California meets, you know, uh, watching the professionals run, you know, before or after us. So, yeah, a lot, lot of benefits. Sorry if we were came down too hard on GRIAC, but... Uh, yeah, speaking of college, should we touch on that yeah, just yeah. real quick? Yeah. So, on the we'll start on the women's side, just because I have those results pulled up real quick. Excellent. Um, you know, just to cover the Summit League here, so South Dakota State, they took 11th place as a team. Leah Hansen was their top finisher. She placed 28th, which is very impressive in that race. A couple spots behind them was NDSU. They were just nine points short of the Jackrabbits. And uh, Kalisa Houston was the top finisher for the Bison. 58th place in a time of 22 minutes even. So great time on a pretty Mm -hmm. tough course. Um, And then before we dive in and discuss, we'll just cover UND here. Uh, the Fighting Hawks were led by Jaden Keeler. She placed 74th in a time of 22 minutes and 14 seconds. And the Hawks took 18th. So NDSU, 13th place. UND, 18th place. And then another Summit League school, St. Thomas, finished right behind UND in 19th place. So, Cam, break down this women's race for us a little bit. Yeah. Uh, the... Oh, where do I want to start? Uh, NDSU and SDSU—that's shaping up to be shaping up to be the the team battle for the Summit League that we were hoping it was going to be. Uh, like you said, only separated by uh, nine points in a meet as big as Griac. That is essentially nothing. Um, I think if you took out all the non-Summit League runners and scored it again with the exact same places. NDSU actually places just ahead of South Dakota State, um, so it's it's really shaping up to be a, a, a one-two battle between SDSU and NDSU. You love to see the the interstate rivalry, and I mean that's that's why we love why I love you know regionally based conferences. Mm-hmm. Um, so <clears throat> be really great to see you know sticking to the North Dakota side of things. You know NDSU is continuing continuing just to look really strong, um, pretty pretty deep. Uh, they looked like they held back and you know passed a lot of people you know towards the end really moving up which is such a such an important you know tactic in the difficult hills of griac um we talked about this i don't know if it was last episode or a couple episodes ago though ryan <clears throat> und this is the first chance that we were going to get to see them you know really really ball out you know no more tempos it was time to race um What's the takeaway from how they performed? You know, I think if you were to ask Coach Scott at UND, he's the right where they want him. Um, you know, we were frustrated as a fan uh, looking at this team that has so much potential and like, why are you tempering? We just want to see you race. Um, you know, that instant gratification that we are also accustomed yeah. to. But... Uh, I think for the most part, all the girls are 30 seconds to 60 seconds ahead of where they were at at this time last year, which is really positive for their team. They definitely don't want to fit. We've talked about this before. Last year, they faded pretty hard. They got to conference and they fell flat. And so this year's all about building. So I think from the perspective of UND, things are looking good. Things are trending in the right direction. And just overall, like some pretty good races for some of these individuals, like uh, Cornelia Wolfart was the second finisher for UND. Like, I think that's a really positive race for her. She moved up 11 places throughout the race. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you look at their whole team, like, they ran fairly steady, but most of the people moved up some places as the race went yeah. on. <clears throat> so I think as far as fitness standpoint and as far as training for the end of October, I think um, UND's got to be pretty pleased with where they're at. And obviously, like, it's not showing up on paper yet. 18th finish, like, 18th place, nobody wants to be second to last. But yeah, um, I think as far as the master plan, I think they're in a good spot. Yeah, yeah, I was, I, 
to be honest, I was a little bit, um, I don't know if disappointed is the right word, but a little bit surprised. I was expecting more <clears throat> from them. Uh, I was expecting, you know, tempos are off, we're racing now. Uh, I was expecting the gap between NDSU and UND to be a little bit closer. Um, and like you're saying, still still a fair bit of the season to go, you know, and they're trending in the right direction. So who knows how, how it'll pan out. But, um, you know, I just, I just don't know if... If they if they have the depth or, or the legs up front to to be able to to close that gap to NDSU and to SDSU, um, so you know they're they're looking to reach the summit, but uh, I just don't know if it if this is going to be the year for them. All right, so let's go over to the men's side. Uh, same kind of story. SDSU took eighth place as a team, uh, finishing with 249 points. NDSU three places behind them in 11th with 324 points. And then UND took 15th place with 415 points. And for the sake of Summit League, we'll include St. Thomas. They were a spot behind UND. They finished 16th, um, about 25, 30-ish points behind UND. So, Cam, the very first thing, I've got a little bit that I want to kind of dive into as far as uh, movement and the places throughout the race. But when you first saw this result, what did you think? Yeah, uh, I mean, honestly, kind of what I expected. SCSU has been kind of the the standard in the Summit League, you know, uh, really high placing at, at regions and, you know, won however many Summit League championships in a row. So not a surprise to see them <clears throat> eighth place. Uh, I was, I was following their live results and I was really impressed to see how NDSU went out, you know, uh, at 3K let's even take it at 5k so at 5k they were ahead of sdsu by three points so uh the ndsu squad you know we've highlighted their depth you know they're young but they're running really strong really solid performance from hunter mchenry the grand forks red river grad uh he got 70th place uh with a time of 25 30 so really good performance from the freshman uh but you know the ndsu guys they they went out, they they won it. You know they they're going out in this race with a lot of confidence and you know Griac it's that's a really tough course to to see through to the end. Kind of an opposite you know story uh, for the male bison compared to the women bison where the women moved up quite a bit towards the end. The men kind of faded a little and fell those couple places, but um, yeah, it, it's good strong confident racing from the bison. Um, and then for, for the Hawks of UND, uh, Luke Lebet, Justin Jelka, you know, per- performances that we were expecting to see from them uh, after they were kind of letting off the, the leash was, was let go and they were able to send it a little bit. So uh, Lebet, 45th place, 2508. That's actually a great time out on the Griac course. And Justin Jelka, 83rd place. Um, so, I mean, the, the top dogs at UND, <clears throat> you know, are looking strong. You know, mm-hmm. we saw that with Jaden Keeler on the women's side. Um, but, yeah, the, the depth just isn't there compared to NDSU uh, and definitely not to SCSU. But, you know, overall, it kind of my Summit League takeaway, it, it's anybody's race. You know, if there was ever a year that the, the Summit League team championship was open, up for grabs, uh, this, is the, this is kind of the best chance uh, that I've seen in, in quite a few years. So so you got to kind of look at it like this. SDSU has been the top of the heat for a long time. And they're, they're just fast. Like, they run hard. They run well. They're consistent. And at the same time, I think SDSU is the most vulnerable they've ever been, at least in recent memory. Yeah. So think of SDSU as running a steady race. And, yeah, they, if you look di- deeper into the live results – uh, their guys gained quite a few places, but like Ben Olson, their top guy, dropped 13 spots throughout the race. So think of SDSU right in the middle. Now you mentioned NDSU going super hard, and that's what it's going to take from the Bison. If they want to take down the Jackrabbits, they're going to have to get out hard, and they're going to have to try to hold on. And like you said, was it through 6K they were ahead of SDSU? Yeah, yeah through 5K they were 5K. still in the lead. So. so, I mean, go out hard. Keep working on that fitness for another month, and can you go out hard and hold on and try to beat them? Now, if you go look d- deeper into UND's results, Luke Lebet, Luke Lebet, 
however you want to pronounce it. <laughs> uh, I like Labette better. Uh, moved up 48 places. Yeah. Like, that's huge. Justin Jellica moved up 35 places. So now you've got NDSU out front trying to hold on. You've got SDSU right in the middle. And now you've got UND that's going to try to play cat and mouse and come up from behind. And then I was with Coach Farron Camp this week, and we were in his office just breaking down stats and splits from this race. And uh, St. Thomas is actually a better team this year than they were last year, which, you know, you look at this and it doesn't show, but all their guys are about the same what UND wants, like 30 seconds to 45 seconds faster. So I think you're absolutely true in saying it could be anybody's race. Yeah, it's uh, it's really shaken up to <clears throat> look like it's going to be a, a great uh, battle for the for the summit this year, and uh, you know I'm excited uh, to be up there in Grand Forks uh, at the end of October to to take it all in and uh, well not not just take it all in to like give it all out right because we're going to be announcing yeah yeah so so yeah it'll it'll be a great great meet to to be a part of so yeah yeah good point with. Uh, UND just gaining a ton of places. Same with St. Thomas, gaining quite a few places uh, in the later half of the race. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how uh, that plays out on a on a flatter, faster course on maybe a, a colder and, who knows, could be snowier uh, day. Hopefully not, mm-hmm. but uh, you never know. Never know. So Definitely. Definitely. All right. Hop over to the border battle. Yeah, let's, let's talk the border battle. Ryan... Um, we were obviously there, you know, you were given the, the, you were the PA announcer for the day. Mm-hmm. Um, just overall takeaways from, from the board battle. So a lot of people give us way too much credit for what we did to <laughs> actually help get the meat off the ground. We didn't do too much. We showed up, we talked into the microphone on that Saturday and, you know, helped with the promotion and the PA. Hey, we, po- we posted a couple of Instagram, so Instagram, we had a couple of Instagram posts, uh, you know, leading up to... We, we generated a little bit of excitement. Okay, but. so so we were PR and marketing team, but <laughs> yeah. had no part in the logistics. <laughs> true, so, true. Uh, so I'm just so impressed that we had a meet that big for the first time ever that had, like, no hiccups or flaws. Like, overall, it was so well executed from start to finish. We, I mean, you just showed up on that day. Signage was great. Uh, It was very clear that there were a ton of volunteers going around in their lime green shirts. It was very well done from start to finish. And yeah, I'm sure there's a few things that we'll tweak and change for next year. But um, bottom line, the meet was great. People loved it. Times were fast. Um, I don't, there's not much to not like about the border battle. Yep. Uh, What were your thoughts on the, uh, the winner's circle? So for those of you who weren't there, <clears throat> the top 20 finishers were all awarded uh, a shirt for, for placing uh, in the race. And so to cut back on time of chasing all these athletes down for the award ceremony, uh, they were corralled and put in you know what, all, what looked almost like an octagon uh, that was aptly named the Winner Circle, where they just kind of had chairs, drank water, Gatorade, and waited for the, the award ceremony. Uh, some of the feedback that I got uh, was uh, the athletes thought it was a little interesting because everybody just kind of sat around and looked at you while you're in the circle. I would have liked to seen some boxing gloves go on, <laughs> and we could have seen we could have seen the first and second place finishers in the race duke it out, you know, in a fist fight and see who uh, reigns supreme on the physical strength aspect of it. But I'm not sure how they would have got that approved with the athletic directors. But uh, so it's kind of funny you mentioned the winner's circle because when I got there and I was just taking it all in, I was like, they have this. There's food trucks. There's uh, there's a bake sale going on. They have yeah. everything. And then I look over that winner circle with an awesome sign that says yeah. winner circle. Yeah. I text my wife. I just say, Kara, this meet's amazing. They even have a winner circle. She texts back, what, what do you do in a winner circle? Yeah. Like what is yeah. a winner circle? Yeah. It's like, I have no idea, but it's awesome. Yeah. So uh, no, it was cool. Uh, I think it was really neat to get top 20 kids on the stage and, very well recognized for their accomplishments mm-hmm. and yeah. get one of those really sweet t-shirts too. Absolutely. Like you said. Yeah. Um, as far as performances go, you want to, where do you want to start? Yeah. Let's run out. Let's start with a uh, class a boys varsity. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, let's all uh, we. I mean, we've po- we've posted a lot of content about the results from the meet on our Instagram as well as the Border Battles Instagram page, and and you can see interviews with all of the varsity race winners on our YouTube channel. Uh, so we'll just give kind of a quick rundown uh, of these results. Uh, but Class B, uh, North Dakota Class B, uh, number one ranked runner right now, Austin Warner. Uh, ran away with the border battle title, 16-17. Uh, Bowman came through strong. First, third, fourth, fifth, and ninth place. The Bowman boys are looking sharp. Second place was Peyton Brown from Millbank, one of our South Dakota athletes. And, I mean, my guys, my kinder guys, sixth and seventh, Cole Campbell, Keaton Olson. Um up there mixing it up you know and uh uh really trying to assert themselves against you know the 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 best in the state so uh, kind of funny because i hadn't noticed this in the other races but i'm just kind of now noticing it for this race eight of the top 10 ranked runners in this latest coaches poll um it's you know it's a little bit shaken up so going into the race probably not as many ranked runners but eight of the ranked runners in class b right now were in this race yeah the five bowman boys Cole Campbell and Keaton Olson from Kindred, and Owen Johnson from Northern Cass, like star-studded race. Yeah, that that's insane. That Bowman has five of their runners ranked in the top ten. So obviously, you know, there's a little discrepancy here because right now Newtown is ranked second as a team in the latest poll. Hillsborough Central Valley, we said they were at Griac, they're ranked fourth in the latest poll. So the state meet is going to look slightly different team-wise, but I think we get a pretty good look individually on how this race might shake out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's been really cool to see Austin Warner, at least in the polls, Austin Warner Warner and Christian Briss going back and forth, kind of trading that number one spot in the polls uh, throughout the throughout the year. So, you know, it's shaking up to be, be a really good, really good race. Yeah, um, that's probably the biggest takeaway. And I think the only other thing was this was, we gave out a couple of awards to, um, we said Battle of the Bulldogs because we had Bowman County Bulldogs, Millbank Bulldogs from yeah. South Dakota, and then Ottertail Central Bulldogs. Yeah. So uh, Bowman County are the top dogs. Top dogs. And then the other one we had was uh, Best Co-op. So I don't know if you were around when we handed out that award, but we had a can of Chef Boyardee Alphabet, Alphabet Soup. Alphabet Soup, oh my. And so GNK, Greenway, Nashua, Kewatin. They took fourth as a team, and as a result, were the highest place in co-op with the lowest combined score as a team. There you go. So GNK, uh, top top co-op. I like I like that. I thought that was really cool. Hopefully, just imagine that can of alphabet soup could travel. Maybe that's like their traveling totem for that team for years and years to come. I think yeah. someone said they like cracked it open on the bus. On the way home. <laughs> okay, well, that's just, no. <laughs> that's all, honestly that's just as legendary. So uh, we'll have that again next year. Uh, so do you want to go to girls class A next, or do you want to go boys yeah, let's double go, A? Let's go girls class A next. Okay. So this race, um, so similar to how we had Bowman County kind of run up the team score and run away with it, kind of the same thing because the Rugby Panthers who are going to be going for their fourth consecutive state title, they kind of took everyone to town. So rugby took fifth, and Millbank took 103rd. Or, excuse me, rugby scored 50 points. For first place. For first place, Millbank scored 103 points for second. Yeah, I mean, as the season has gone on, you know, we were seeing a little bit of the the, – uncertainty on the class b boys side with austin warner and christian Briss trading spaces you know there and uh we'll get into it on the class a boys side in a little bit but um on the class b girls side it really has just been uh consistency rugby is continuing to cement themselves as the favorite going forward for the rest of the season uh they have a really strong pack. I mean, any time in cross country that you can have a strong pack uh, that finishes seconds, you know, within seconds of one another, that's huge. And then when mm-hmm. your pack can finish high up in the race, you know, that close together, uh, just, you, you know, you have a team that's going to be really hard to beat. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. And 
can't go without giving a shout out to our top finisher, Bryn Hansen. Um, oh, yeah. She's probably the favorite going into the race, but really impressive for her to take that kind of number one ranking and run with it. I talked to her parents a little bit after the race, and they're both hoping that next year she can run up with the big team because Deluxe Burlington is a team of two. And <laughs> yeah. so uh, they said yeah. next year they're going to try to get them in the double A race and hopefully roll with it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Great. Great battle on the well. I mean, not not really a great battle. A great showing from rugby on the team side, and you know, a great showing on the individual side from Bryn Hansen, Jenna Soini, uh, also up there. You know, went out strong uh, and you know was reeled in by by Bryn and and Ashlyn Bachelor from Millbank, but a strong third place finish for her at the border battle. Um, which gives her a second place ranking this week. Uh, so I mean, cross country consistency is so huge, and when you when you start stringing those, <clears throat> you know, second, third, you know, top five place finishes over and over again, that's really gonna just get your confidence going. That you know, maybe one of one of these times it's it's gonna work out, or you know, mm-hmm. it, all it takes is you know, is catching somebody on a little bit of an off day, and if you've been preparing to to push yourself to the limit all season. You know, anything can happen. So, so you know, we talk like pro track and field about the world rankings and how certain meets are ranked better than others. So mm-hmm. if you show up at the Bob Zimney last chance in Grand Forks, you're not going to get many points to your world ranking. No, sir. But if you show up to a Diamond League meet, to a very well done professional meet, it's going to help your stock tremendously yep. and yep. add a lot to your world, your, yeah, world ranking. And I love in the polls that the border battle has more pull than Griac does. Because yeah. if you look consistently, everybody, and I know polls aren't everything, especially yeah. in September, but... But to us, to, to the media, you know, polls are, media, polls are everything. Yeah, polls are everything to us. So. so, yeah, it's kind of amazing that technically the border battle has more pull because everybody that performed well at the border battle leapfrogged in, in the rankings. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think it that just kind of goes to back to one of my earlier points that Griac is just such a hard race to like really know because there's it's so deep you know it's so deep with talent and the course is hard so the times are rarely going to be fast so I mean you just get lost you know um in from a polling standpoint you know it 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 doesn't give the most accurate you know uh representation you know Mm -hmm. because because who's gonna you know Maybe somebody who got 200th place at Griac would have gotten fifth at the border ballot. You know, I mean, yeah. we could we could look at the times and interpolate a little bit, but um, if you get 200th at Griac, even if you would have gotten you know fifth at the border battle, nobody's gonna bump your bump you up in the poll for a 200th place finish. So. Right. But anyway, moving on to boys double A in the border battle. Another great story of, uh, and really what the season's been all about, head-to-head matchups. Like, what's better than watching the top-ranked runners week after week go head-to-head? And we got another taste of that with, I can't remember, was it six of the top ten guys plus a few others who've been in and out of the polls? Mm-hmm. Like, this race was stacked top to bottom. Yeah. Uh, really kind of kind of everything you're hoping for in these middle-of-the-season types of meets. Uh, one kind of interesting thing. So, I mean, Finn Krenz from Willison took the win. Big PR for him. here in 1532, uh, followed by Quinn Rail from Grand Fork Central and Ivan Askham from Williston, uh, rounding out the top three. Just a couple weeks ago, Grand Fork Central went all the way out to Williston to run a meet, and we saw a bit of a similar result. Uh but a little bit different, if that, that doesn't make any sense at all. But just hear me out here. Yeah. So in Williston, Ivan Askham took the win. Finn Krenz was second. Quinn Rail was third. So the same sort of top three, but shaken up just a little bit. So, I mean, I, very rarely do you see athletes get to race each other multiple times throughout the season. For whatever reason, cross-country just seems like it's weird like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, even more rarely do you get to see a team – all the way from the west side of the state and all the way on the east side of the state, race each other multiple times in the season. And uh, <clears throat> with the these Williston boys and Quinn, uh, we've gotten to see that a couple times. So really, um, 
really cool to see how they've kind of traded places and you know it gives each one of those athletes a little more information on how each one of the other one races so it makes once we get to state it'll be that much more compelling because they'll have that many more tools or tactics that they could potentially use uh to break the other uh so yeah shaping up to shaping up to be a barn burner i think I think if anything, Ryan, this race kind of proved my, you remember my bold take from a couple weeks ago that there was going to be something like seven runners, you know, with 800 meters to go. I don't know if it'll be quite seven with 800 meters to go, but there's a lot of guys who are, who are ready to get after it and who who think they have a chance to win. So, you know, I was actually going to bring up that point because I won't name the athlete, but I had an athlete in this race come up and say, oh, so you think... I'm going to get dropped with 100 meters to go. <laughs> and I kind of paused for a second because I was like, what are we talking about? And then I remembered, oh, Cam's bold take. Yeah. Um, and then I played along too, so I'll, my bold take, I'll yeah. put my label yeah. on it. But uh, I looked at him and I said, but how do you not, how do you know that I don't pick you with 100 meters to go, you know? And I think that's really what this race is going to be. It's going to be whoever's feeling it on the day. Yeah. Because you could take... Any of these top eight guys, maybe even all the way down to nine or ten guys, and if somebody just breaks it open and has themselves a day, like it could be, if you told me anybody in that list from like one to ten came out, there'd be maybe a few surprises, but like definitely one through like seven or eight. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if you, sure. I wouldn't be surprised if you said any of those names were the state champion. Right. Uh, just because we have seen so much back and forth, I know huge PR for Finn Krenz. He hadn't won a race since their very first meet of last season. Oh, wow. So that's pretty cool for him to drop almost 15 seconds off his PR and to really show out and take the win. Like you said, Quinn was close to a PR. Um, And then how deep is North Dakota cross country when Ivan Askim crosses the line in 1554 and like claps his hands in disgust? Yeah, disappointed. Disappointed with 1554. Like it just proves how good of a runner he is that he's disappointed with that result. Yeah. Um, Yeah, this is going to be a great race that's going to take place in a month or so. Yeah, and I mean, uh, just going kind of to the polls, you know, missing from the border battle is uh, Class A number one right now, Brady Korsmo, who won that big duel uh, at the Bismarck meet. Uh, He beat Quinn, and I I don't, I honestly don't know, was was Williston at that race too? I don't think so. So, um, anyway, so so he's got the head-to-head against Quinn there and has... You know, one of the fastest times in the state so far this season, uh, which I believe he also ran this last this last weekend out in Rapid City. He did, um, yeah. Uh, also in the poll, you know, missing from the border battle. We mentioned him earlier, Aiden Johnson, your defending state champ, um, and then Parker Hints from Bismarck High as well. So, I mean... So mixing those three yeah. guys with and, and anybody not, that was on this list that we said have a, has a chance. I mean, right, right, and that's not even counting other people who've been on the list at some point throughout the season and are currently not on here just from from this right. week, you know. So, <clears throat> yeah, it's it's deep, and I just think that is such a testament to one these athletes for the work that they've put in, the consistency over the years to put themselves in this position to how good of coaches we have in the state that have been building these programs. And then three, just I'll give a shout out to like the athletes that have come before. Like some of those guys, like Sean Corsmo, Brady Yoder, um, Hunter Lucas, Hunter Lucas. Yeah. Like for those guys, for I'll give them credit. They laid the foundation for the success of these kids. On the women's side, you know, like Megan Fords and the Carly Carly Ackley's, the Brittany Brown unders, Alexi Zeiss's, you know, and, and you know, However many, even before, you know, we were even there too. The Madeline Strandamos, the Becky Wells. Laura Raisler. You know, we could, you know, we could just name drop all day, you know, so. No, it's, it's going to be a good boys race at the state meet. Mm -hmm. I think, I think we leave it at that and move on to uh, varsity double A girls. Yep. Um, Again, um, let's see, how do, how do I want to, how do I want to lead into this? Let me just say, like Jalen Ogle is has been dominant. She she runs confidently. She uh, in my interview with her after the race, she seems like she's just is having a good time and and is not focused too much on the results. Uh, just focus on getting the the most out of herself. It seems like she she's putting only like good pressure on herself. Uh, no negative pressure to 
you know, I, I feel like I always had had pressure on myself to hit a certain time, or I had to win, or I had to I had to be that guy, you know. And she's just, you know, just seems very happy with with getting the most out of herself. And and her best performances right now are uh, far and away the best in the state. Uh, she runs eighteen forty one. Jocelyn Schiller from Red River, second. Lauren Dosh from Red River, third. That is a very strong one-two punch for the Red River Rough Riders. Regenberg from Valley City, fourth place. AC Elkins from Mandan, fifth. Katie Olson from Watford City uh, in sixth place. So Watford City shaping up with with also a, a very good one-two Cambry Moss from Williston, 7th. Greta Govin from Valley City, 8th. Another 1-2 punch uh, in the top 10 there, this time from Valley City. ninth. Lily Elbert from Shanley. Uh, Angela World in 10th from Williston. So, I mean, you know, there's another 1-2. Uh, and just to kind of round out the, the Williston crew, uh, also in 11th, Marin Larson from Williston. So, um I think good, good, good showing. Yeah, go ahead, Ryan. I was gonna say the story here, um, like kind of the kind of the opposite. Like on the boys' side, team title, like I don't want to say it's a lock for Williston, but they've consistently showed that they're the top team in the state. It, yeah, deserve yep. the number one ranking. Yeah, uh, week in and week out, individual title up for grabs. Women's side, individual title not up for grabs. Absolutely. Um, I would, if I was a betting man, which I'm not going to do on high school sports. <laughs> yeah, um, probably a good idea. But if I were, like, I'd probably put most of my chips on Jalen Ogle. Yep. But the team title, that's going to be close. We didn't have Bismarck here. Um, they've been consistently battling Red River for that top spot. And and that one, too, I think is just going to be whoever shows up on the day. Like, if Red River shows up and they feel good and crush it, like, yeah, things are going to go really well. And um, if Bismarck shows up and they're ready to roll, like, it could be them. Um, yeah, I mean, it's we, be a good race. in in uh, in like recent history, we've seen a tie uh, or a, the winner be separated by like one point at the state meet before. So, um, you know, with all this flip flopping back and forth, you know, you never know. And, you know, it could be, you know, like you're explaining with like SDSU, UND and NDSU, maybe it's it's a situation, you know, I don't know if Williston has the depth on the girls side, but maybe it's a situation where Williston, you know, is kind of you know, sneaks up from, from the back and inserts themselves there uh, uh, either ahead of Bismarck or Red River or leapfrogs them both uh, to, to take the title. So still a lot, of, a lot of drama to unfold on the girls' Class A team side of things. So Right. And we're only one week away from EDC Championships, uh, Class B West Region, WDA Championships, so all the conference meets. And then, yeah, before you know it, uh, it's going to be the state meet. Big time. Big time. So, I mean, we've covered most of the results. We've kind of thrown our hat in the ring of who we have picked for different spots. Um, But you had alluded to this earlier. We don't get to do this together very often. So how do you want to spend, like, the last five minutes of the show? Let's let's do this. You're racing pretty soon. No, well, yeah, we can we can talk about this. And this doesn't have to be the whole five minutes, but just tell us like what your race plan is coming up. Yeah, so I was signed up. I signed up to run the Twin Cities Ten Mile uh, October second. So from when we're recording, it would be this Sunday. Okay. Um, but I, I, in my lack of training, I tried to start training again, and I went for an 18-mile run with my wife's cousin, who's training to run the marathon, uh, and I really hurt my foot. And so then I took even more time off to try and heal that up, because time was short. And then uh, about a week ago, I got very sick. Uh, And so I honestly, well, I went for a run last week, but long story short, I'm not going to go race uh, now. So paid $100 to not go and race. But, you know, uh, happens. I, I, I When I signed up for the race, I think I was kind of hoping that it would, like, jumpstart me, get me going, <clears throat> get a race on the calendar. Um, just just wasn't able to put it together. You know, it's, um, yeah, no, 
no real like excuses, I guess. But yeah, it's, yeah. it's tough having a job and doing that. But I'm I'm bummed. I'm really upset that I'm that I didn't get in shape. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So I, I don't know what the future holds training wise for me, but uh, and like racing wise, but. We'll see. I've, I've been having a lot of fun just like covering uh, every one of you, you know, out there uh, running and racing, and you know, uh, getting some some interviews and footage, and yeah. So we'll see. Actually, you know, I'll probably run like a turkey trot over Thanksgiving. That'll probably be the, <laughs> the thing that'll get me back get me back in the game. But uh, yeah, so yeah, a little underwhelming. That's all right. But uh, yeah. Ryan, you're starting your rotation yeah. for PT school. Tell us about that a little bit. Yeah, I don't have much to tell yet, but on October 3rd, starting my first 10-week internship. So I'll be at a clinic downtown. Um, I don't know a whole lot about it. I know it's a standard outpatient clinic. So if any, like if you went in to see someone for your foot, yeah, it's like that type of clinic. So, so you're telling me I should have called you when I hurt my foot, Ryan, and you could have gotten me fixed up and then I could have been training sooner? Um, like ideally, yes, yeah, but okay. I, uh, <laughs> I, I got a long ways to go, but yeah. no, that's going to start this week and I'm kind of in the same boat where it's going to be interesting how I can balance that and training mm-hmm. and it's going to be a, a test, I guess. Yeah. How bad, how bad do I really want to keep training and in my mind i really do so i'm gonna make it work but i'm gonna have to have everything late like take steps i've never really had to do before like i've always talked big so i'm gonna meal prep but like very lazy meal prep or like um, you're you're actually gonna have to have like your your schedule planned out to like the 15 minute increments and like stuff like like that type of discipline that's what i'm talking about yep yep and i'm really good like i could do that for maybe a week and then i fall off Mm -hmm. but if i really want to keep training i'm gonna have to be pretty uh intentional about my time yeah i'll i will say that so uh, when i first shared about like my whole injury and not racing you know i i feel like it sounded kind of drab like oh cameron stinks he's washed he <laughs> fell off you know but but i i think i should kind of like laugh at myself because i ran this 18 mile run you know and i i posted on strava i said oh guess i'm fit now then i went for a six mile run like two days later or something like that and i posted something like really confident i said i still i think i said i still got the dog in me and he's hungry or something (laughs) like that because i was like i was feeling good i was like man i put two runs together let's go and then i just absolutely blow up i don't know if i've posted like i think i like i said i've gone for a run but and i've posted on strava but i haven't like titled a run Mm -hmm. you know since then so uh to anybody out there who is wondering like where that dog in me is he's wounded man Dude, he's, he's he's on the front porch yeah yeah he's he's in the he's chained up in the kennel you know or i i don't know what what i don't know what the dog in me is doing right now but uh yeah just just so much confidence and then no follow-through yeah. so it's just it's kind of funny how how that all happens but yeah uh, it happens. Yeah. Like, that's like the best way to say it. Like, yeah. It happens. It happens. You know, love being a dad right now. Noah's seven months old. You know, we already got him on the Jack Daniels training program uh, to be the state champ in, you know, whatever. No, I'm kidding. He's just being a baby. We're just live, laugh, love, you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> but uh, Ryan, have you ever read the, maybe this is a too long of a tangent, but have you ever read the Jack Daniels training formula book no see because at first you said that and i was thinking tennessee whiskey yeah so I yeah was like, no, that's, it, a, that's a pretty detrimental thing to get your seven right. month old no on. yeah no no not that jack daniels <laughs> jack daniels is like one of the uh most renowned like he's a he's a doctor in you know human physiology or something i i don't i don't know exercise science he, he's a really smart guy and he wrote this textbook basically about <clears throat> training plan like training plans for people from the 800 all the way to the marathon. He's one of the mm-hmm. most like well well known uh, running coaches in American history. You know, he coached Ryan Hall uh, and multiple other like Olympians and Olympic medalists and stuff like that. And so 
Um, I think he's a D3 guy, actually. Mm. Um, But I'm sure most of your coaches out there have used something from Jack Daniels' running formula at some point in in your training plan. So anyway, I got that book. And while I was down injured, I was like, well, I can't train. I may as well just learn about training. So I, I started reading that. And that got me more motivated to to get out there and get after it, even though I haven't actually gotten out there and gotten after it. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I'm training my brain right now is there what I'm go. doing. So there you go. We'll see. A student of the game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So maybe we should just finish, talk about like a couple projects that we have coming up. Mm-hmm. Or just kind of maybe even just recap projects a little bit. Um, singlet sales, strong. Like probably the best word to sum it up. Yeah. So we're really excited to hopefully see you guys posting about Wearing your singlet and feeling fast and feeling fresh because that's how I feel every time I yeah. put it on. But. Yeah, they're they're really nice. I got my hands on one and the material is great. It just yeah, it feels comfortable. It's mm-hmm. light, you know. And uh, I'm I'm pretty happy with the with the logo. You know, I mean, we've had the logo for a long time, but you know, the longer we have it, the more I the more I like it. So yeah, uh, if you haven't gotten uh, your singlet yet, we have just like a few left. I think I'm down to, and I shouldn't even say this, but I think I might be down to one medium, but it might even be spoken for if wow. I take a look. Wow. Oh, yeah. So it's uh, so no medium. Wow. No mediums um, left. I think just a handful of small, like hardly anything left. So if you want one, reach out to us. If you don't order one from us, they are available at Cedic Run. I know that doesn't help a lot of you that are on the western side of the state or listening from somewhere else, but if you can get to Grand Forks, there are some in stock there. So, yeah. Um, Summer League Championships. We're going to be announcing those. Amazing. So we were approached by Coach Camp at UND. Asked if we'd hop in the booth with him and break down the, the meet just because he knows a lot of strategy, uh, a lot of what goes into an 8K race, 6K race, but we know a lot of the athletes. So it's going to be kind of that handshake emoji where yeah. we just come together. But we're really excited for that. <clears throat> yeah, that, that, it feels surreal because that's like that's like a real thing like this podcast and the stuff that we put and post is just kind of like we're just having fun we're just kind of like making it up as we go along but this is like this feels like like a real deal like somebody's like contracting us you know to 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 do some work for them you know which is which is pretty cool i just i love just kind of reflection and i could reflect for hours so i'm gonna keep it minutes if even that but I think of what this started as, just a project that we wanted to do kind of right during COVID, right yeah. after COVID. Um, then we've had multiple guests on the show. We had a lot of good praise for some of our interviews that we've done. And and then we've got merchant stores now yeah. and merchant A store. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> like that's pretty crazy yeah. in itself. And then we're getting professional opportunities like to do something for some league championships yeah it's i don't know it's kind of exactly and and we could even say we we help put on our own cross-country meet yeah yeah if if you want to go that far yeah to say that so and i think really cool at one point i tried to write a mission statement for the podcast and really like what it is is like talking about track getting people excited about the sport and building connections and relationships in the running community yeah and i think like we're pulling it off. Oh yeah. I don't know how, but like yeah. we're doing a Something's somewhat working. good job at it. Somebody likes what we're doing, so Yeah. Um And even if nobody liked what we were doing, Ryan, I like what you're doing, so well, I would listen vice, to the podcast vice just versa. For you, vice so. versa. Like it's just fun. It's really fun. Yeah. So um beyond that, I don't really know what we have as far as projects, but um we had a few people come up to us at the meet and just jokingly say, like, oh, you've got to come announce our meets. Yeah, but, yeah. So, I mean, like, I guess we'll throw it out there if you want us to do that, sure. But um, Or if you guys have projects for us, too. Like, I always have, and I know you do, too, some things on the back burner. Like, yeah. um, we've kind of found our own, like, avenues, too, within the yeah, podcast. Yeah. Like, I'm definitely more of, like, the, the text, writing. I got that newsletter that sometimes ends up in your inbox and <laughs> yeah. sometimes it doesn't, but... And then, like, you've done such a phenomenal job with the videos. Yeah, thank you, Ryan. So. Yeah, Yeah, I, after, so I saw the Border Battle posted that, like, recap video um, of the, of the Border Battle. And I was like, oh, dang, 
that was so good. If you haven't seen it, go check out the Border Battle Instagram page and and the recap video that they did. But I was like, oh, that's that's what I want our videos to like look like. Uh, so I I felt a little intimidated by that, you know, because it was so good. So I was like trying to figure out what <clears throat> what like the best. Uh, what the best lane or I don't know like Avenue. what what the best format of like video content with the tools that we have would be to create so yeah if you guys I mean we're always open for ideas like <clears throat> we love just kind of you know messing around and trying stuff that we feel passionate about but if you guys uh, would like to see a certain type of, of content or you know we're <clears throat> we'd love to try and give it to you um, I, I don't know if we're willing to go down the TikTok route you know so maybe <laughs> Maybe don't get your hopes up there, but uh, yeah, I I think, I mean, it's obviously a little tricky because we, we both have our own, uh, this is our side hustle, we both have our other jobs, but I think it would be fun to do some sort of like hard knocks type of thing where I, you know, I'm able to follow a team around for, for a weekend leading up to a meet or something, you know, and, and just get a behind the scenes, you know, sort of footage of, you know, the, the pressures and stresses of, of preparing for a cross-country meet or track mm-hmm. meet. So, yeah, yeah, if anybody's got got ideas or... If, or if they want to be on episode one of Hard Knocks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hard Knocks Prairie Edition. Or, you know, or even if, if you want to, like, help contribute to what we're doing, you know. Maybe somebody has, you know, or, you know, somebody is, is really passionate about, about writing and they just want to, you know, write some sort of blog recapping you know their their race experience or an experience they had on a run with their team or something sometime uh reach out to us and and if you'd like us to to post that and share that in some way we'll we'll find a way to do that you know this this doesn't have to be just ryan and i creating content you know we we want to be like a, a platform and we can create avenues for for you guys uh to create something and and to release it too so um yeah there's there's a lot of different uh perspectives and a lot of different ways that track and field and cross country is experienced and and we want to uh just share those with as many people as possible so for sure so we'll have to do i know we did it a couple years ago but we did like a end of the year like recap like yeah we can like just pour our hearts out yeah sure sure. um i think that's gonna do it for today um we're gonna bless you with no ads at the beginning of this one so you're welcome um, but as always, uh, reach out if you ever have any suggestions, questions, comments. We love hearing from you guys. Um, we will give a, one last shout out to Spin Drift. Uh, it was a good sparkling water. I will give it. Yeah, that. yeah, so, a little different. So little, little different. we need we need the final rating. <clears throat> the lemon Spin Drift scale of one to ten. Mm, I, I'll give it like a strong seven point eight. Okay. Strong yeah. seven point eight. Solid. So yeah, no, it's pretty good, but. Thanks again so much for listening. Uh, Follow us on social media and buy a singlet if you haven't already. We will see you next week.